Hi friends, welcome to episode three of Living Created. Today we are gonna dive into a subject I've recently been revisiting and always get a ton of questions on my blog about, how to write and pray for your future husband. If you're interested in my story and a few fun prompts for you to write for your husband, get listening. You're listening to Living Created with Ashley Joe, a lifestyle podcast to encourage and equip girls to live the extraordinary lives God created for them. Let's discover what we were created for together. Here is your host, Ashley Joe. Hi friends, welcome to episode three of Living Created with Ashley Joe. I cannot believe we are already on episode three and I still really have no idea what I'm doing, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> Today, I wanted to talk about how to write and pray for your future husband. So this is kind of an interesting topic. I wrote about this a couple years ago on my first blog, and it has always gotten the most views, the most pins on Pinterest, the most questions, the most engagement. Everyone always wants to know the different methods of how different people pray for their future husband and how they write letters to them and all that fun stuff. And so I thought, why not talk about my story and share a few prompts and how I've found peace and patience in my season of singleness and how I've just embraced it and actually been enjoying it. And so let's dive in. To get started, I'm kind of going to share a little bit about my story. So I am 22 years old currently, and I have never been on a date, and that is just fine with me. Actually, I'm probably more nervous about it than anything else, but when I was in college, it kind of was never something on my mind. I always just wanted to make friends and to hang out with people. I never was like pursuing some guy to go on dates with or like even wanting to get married. When I was in college, I kind of always knew that there were some big things in life I wanted to do by myself kind of to prove to myself and just to see what I was capable of before I ever got married and had to look at their needs as well as my own. And so in college, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want that right now. And so I never saw it after it. Um, and so I kind of was always known as the girl who was like doing her own thing. In my groups of friends, they kind of were just like totally understood me and got that that wasn't something that was important to me. Um, not that I didn't have moments of where, oh, it like would be really nice to have someone or to be in a relationship. But in general, I was very at peace about it. And so fast forward a little bit. I became a missionary in Ukraine. I lived there for seven months and I was supposed to be there longer, but the Lord brought me home a little early. And while I was there, I kind of, not that my purpose, because let me tell you, my purpose to go to Ukraine was not to prove to myself that I could do it, but part of me was kind of like, this is going to be really hard. Like, I wonder if you are capable, which of course, you know, through that whole process, I learned like I am definitely not capable, but God is. But anyway, so a little bit in the back of my head, I was like, I kind of want to know if I can do this, if I can live on my own in a different part of the world, not have any like form of backup or friends to come drive an hour to visit me. It was very isolating, of course, as you can imagine, everyone speaks Russian in the area that I lived in. So that like obviously makes it really hard to communicate and make friends. Not that the Lord didn't give me friends because he did. I had awesome friends at my church. But anyway, through the process, I kind of, that was like a big thing. I was like, I wonder if I could do this without being married. So I did it and I came home 
and I moved back to America in October of last year. And since then, my mindset and heart have changed a lot. I think being so isolated in Ukraine and just learning so much about myself and spending so much time alone, it kind of taught me a lot about myself too. And so I entered into a season where I was like, all right, Lord, send me a husband. I am like ready right now. <laughs> like, let's get this thing going. I know other friends who've already gotten married. They were younger than me and they're like literally already having kids. You know, it's not that crazy. I'm 22 years old. So I kind of came home, was looking for answers for a lot of different questions, and just was also saying, God, okay, like, what's my next season of life going to look like? And so one of those things was a desire to be married. And so that kind of came up and overwhelmed me because, honestly, I had never felt that much of a desire for it before. And so I was like, oh. This like is new and feels very different than before. And so then I entered into a season of trying to find contentment in my season of singleness because on the horizon, there's no man currently and there was no man then. And so it was like, all right, if I'm going to be here for a little while, I might as well stop like staying in that mindset of, oh, I just want a husband, I just want a husband and start sitting in, okay, why am I single in this season? What does God want me to do right now? And so to kind of help with that, the writer in me was like, all right, you've heard all these great stories about how people write letters to their future husbands and are praying for their future husbands. Why don't you check out this topic and figure out what works for you? So I heard a lot of different ways of doing this. And I, when I was in college and in high school, I did try writing my future husband a few times, but they never stuck and they always felt very uncomfortable and like impersonal letters to me. And so I kind of just ended up passing over and just leaving them be. And I didn't really think about it often enough to be able to make it like more of a life-giving practice. So tried it a few times, definitely failed, moved on. <laughs> and so just a few cool stories that I've heard is I've had friends who've written letters to their future husbands since they were literally like teenagers and they have shoe boxes under their beds full of handwritten letters that they wrote to their husbands. And like some of my friends already got married and gave them to their husbands, which is super cool. I think one time on Pinterest, I saw there was this photography session and this girl had taken all of her letters and put them in a glass bottle and the husband broke the bottle and opened the letters and read them and was like crying over the letters and so it's kind of a very intimate and just like cool just visual of what like what a life-giving process it could be and what a cool gift it could be to the future husband in the future so just use the word future twice lol I'm a mess so I started fresh I started thinking okay that's the way other people did it and I love handwriting letters but like a lawn letter I am not gonna have the patience for so I started trying different things to figure out what works for me and let me clarify something I'm gonna share the way that I do this and I am not saying this is the way that you should do it I'm just saying to try a few different things and figure out what you enjoy doing but I started and it looks like this. I'll open Evernote, which is an app, like a writing app, and it has different notebooks and stuff. And I have a Dear Future Husband notebook and I started writing in it when I was, I think it was my last semester of college and I wrote a few letters. And so it's been almost two years. 
And it's crazy to me how many letters I have in there. I probably have like 30. I probably on average wrote one a month since then. And they have honestly been such like life-giving practices. I'll just sit and write when I feel discontent and when I'm just ready for a husband. And I'll write to him why I feel that way and how I ended up to that place. And like, I'll pray over him. I'll pray specific things over him too. And so that's kind of what became my process and my creative outlet so that I could pour out my heart in a healthy way. So if you're interested in this, I have a few easy steps for you to get started so that you can write for your future husband and pray for him. So step number one, this is no place for perfection. I think the first couple of times I started writing letters, I would really write like very formally and very much like I was writing like a professional essay for school and it looked very impersonal and it was just like not something that I even wanted anybody to read because it didn't seem real to me like it wasn't a good representation representation of who I am and what I was trying to say so you need to step into writing to your future husband without that perfectionist thing in the back of your head you really just need to be real because if you're not real they're not going to represent anything to you or to him so You got to let go of the perfectionist in you. So step number two, speak like you would to your best friend, because eventually one day he probably will be your best friend. And so it's kind of a different personal tone when you start writing. If you're writing to your best friend and like sharing openly and just telling stories and sharing about your heart versus if you were writing that formal letter that I was talking about in the last step. So speak like you would to your best friend. Step number three, choose your method and try different things. So you could pull out pieces of paper and handwrite letters, or you could go to the store and buy a box of note cards that you think are really pretty and have each note card represent a letter and write a letter on the note card. Or you can go get a notebook. I give you permission to go to Target and pick out a notebook because if you're anything like me, you go to the store all the time. Anytime you have a new project in the back of your head and you buy a new notebook so that you can put all of your thoughts and notes in that notebook about that one thing. And it is the most fun process ever. And so this is me giving you permission to go spend $8 on a cute notebook that you'll keep all of your letters together in. I like that method. Or you can do what I do and open an Evernote account and start writing and just sharing letters in the form on your computer and make sure you back them up like Evernote has it to where it's both on my computer as well as saved in their cloud. So if I like lost my computer tomorrow, I'd still have all my Evernote files and still be able to access them. So no fear in that. And so you just have to like try different things. Like if you're more of a handwriter, then handwrite the letters. If you're more of a typer and like like the speed of typing, then type it. If you have another idea, literally let me know. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Now that leads me into step number four. You just have to write. 
you just have to sit down and start writing. I don't care if it's crappy. I don't care if it seems impersonal. You have to start writing. It is like a hard thing to choose to be vulnerable in the very beginning when you're uncomfortable. So just do it a couple of times. Like choose like say the next seven days. Every day you're going to write a letter to your future husband sharing some aspect of your life. Like that is a-okay. And each day you will probably do better than the day before and you will probably feel better about your writing as well. So you just got to get started writing. And step number five, speak to God about him. So this is something that I feel like in high school, they kind of give you that book like under the table, like, all right, if you're handling discontentment in your life about not having a boyfriend, start praying for him. You know, it seems like almost like a what's the word, a cheesy way of like handling that, but it can be so life-giving for you and for him. And when you invite God into the process of waiting, it invites his peace and his practice and all of him into the process. And it makes it a thousand times better. I promise. So if you're looking for different ways to be praying for him, I'm going to share a few prompts that are from my, um, I have a freebie on my website and I will link it in the show notes below. Um, you can go to createdmag.com resources if you are interested in grabbing that because it has both writing prompts and prayer prompts and there's a ton of them. I wrote them a long time ago, but they are all awesome, especially when you're just getting started. So here is a few prayer prompts and writing prompts just for ideas of like what I started writing and praying about. One prompt is what happened today? Just write about what happened in your life today. Very simple. Prompt number two, what is God teaching you right now? Prompt number three, why do you wish he was already in your life? Why do you wish you already had a boyfriend? Like what part of that relationship are you really craving right now? Prompt number four, share a few quirks about yourself. Be honest and open about what makes you you. Now here's a few prayer prompts for you to be praying for your future husband about. So one, for him to be gifted with godly friends and mentors. Prompt number two, for him to find joy in his work as we were created originally for. Prompt number three, for him to embrace the hard situations as a chance to grow. Prompt number four, for him to realize he can't do life without God and people. And so if you're looking for a few more prompts, a few more of those things, check out createdmag.com slash resources and also it will be tagged in the show notes below. I have one more tip for you today. If you are looking for a little bit more like this is my more intermediate tip. So if you're not a beginner, you already write and pray for your future husband. This is kind of something that I've been doing more recently. If one day you feel sad or discontent or longing for a boyfriend, then ask yourself why. The answer to that why question is typically going to go back and be rooted in your heart and show you what you feel like you're missing in life and why you really wish he was already here and already your boyfriend or husband or whatever. It's important to look at your heart and try to discover why you feel the way you feel because then you can also share that desire in a letter. So that's what I've been doing recently. Like say, for example, I watched, what is it called? Five Feet Apart with Cole Sprouse. And if you are in the mood for a 
not so much a comedy, but more of like a sad love story, then you should totally check it out. I actually really liked it, but it made me cry for like 24 hours and I'm not much of a crier. But that movie made me feel so many emotions by the time I was done with it. I couldn't watch or read another book for like 24 hours because their characters were just like staying with me. But anyway, look it up, go watch it. But that movie... And the emotions I was feeling, I asked myself why and I started sitting in like what part of their relationship I really liked. And one aspect of it is he's super protective of her and he puts her above himself in a lot of different situations like later in the movie. And so that kind of just made me feel longing. And so I took that emotion and I ended up writing a letter and I ended up sharing how I was feeling, why I was feeling with my future husband. And so it was kind of a way for me to invite him into where I was at that day and kind of be really open and honest. And one day I think it's going to be really cool to give all of these letters to my future husband and have him like read through these multiple years of me. So it's kind of cool because it's like he gets to connect with the younger me and like the different me and just see how I have changed and progressed through the years since he's not with me right now. And so I just think that's like a super cool, this whole process of like inviting him in and inviting God into this place, into this season of singleness, I think is super awesome and purposeful and just can open a lot of doors to peace and just be a very creative outlet for something that a lot of people feel. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I am so excited to come back next week with more. If you love this, please, please, please leave a review and share this episode with one friend who you think would enjoy it. And I cannot wait to continue building community with you and talk with you next week. Have a good week.